Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Dad, look at the time. Final hour is here on this Wednesday edition. Hit us up. You can uh, join us in the chat on YouTube as well. Just search out OutKick. You can check out any show on demand or live. Everything streaming on our channel there. Hope you'll subscribe and give us a thumbs up. Hit the like button. And Chad's chatting. Join us. Chat's on fire. It's been good the last few days, except for people... They get drugged in by an algorithm and then ask why they're here. And I'm like, consult your local algorithm. That's why. John Morant is back in the headlines. That's coming up in a couple of minutes. Um, so, uh, story right now at outkick.com with uh, Trey Wallace. And he, he's got great details on the ACC agreeing to a new revenue distribution model. And it's to appease Clemson and Miami and Florida State and others where now that the conference has admitted they have a problem, the schools who succeed in the postseason, they could receive up to $10 million in additional revenue. It's going to help the top tier, there's no doubt. But, Chad, at best, if I just add the $10 million based on what I believe each school could possibly receive annually with the current grant of rights, it's roughly $50 million dollars compared to the SEC and the Big Ten, does that actually keep Clemson and Florida State and Miami and North Carolina and insert school that matters? Does that keep them with the ACC? Does it really matter that they've agreed to an additional $10 million revenue chunk? Well, we're just, I'm just now reading through this story. Trey Wallace just posted this um, a little while ago. So I'm, I'm trying to dissect what this new distribution model actually means. And what surprises me about it is those seven schools, they're up in arms because their brand is actually valuable. So they're talking about a market here. And if we went to market, we would be attractive to any other conference out there that right now is making up to $30, $40 million more per year than we are. So... Give us something more to stay. We like this conference. We want to stay, but you got to give us more because our brand is more valuable. What this new model does is, okay, go prove it on the field or on the court. And if you get to a, a, a New Year's Six Bowl game like Clemson did this past year, getting to the Orange Bowl, then you're going to get a bigger clip of that money, and it's not going to go back to equal revenue distribution. Clemson then will get the lion's share of that money. If you make the NCAA tournament – you're going to get more mm -hmm. money. But I also look up and down at this, and I think just at the top, Clemson, Florida State, Miami. Okay, Miami's the only one getting NCAA tournament men's money this year. Clemson and Florida State aren't regularly making the tournament. They make it occasionally. Florida State makes it more than Clemson here recently. But there's no given that these programs are going to make a lot more money. You know who's going to make money every year with this model? Duke, who's not one of the seven. They're going to be in the NCAA tournament every year 
And if it's going to be by a- athletic excellence, making a Sweet 16 counts more. Making the Elite right. Eight, making a Final Four. The longer you're in the tournament that is a big revenue driver, then you're going to make more money. Making a College World Series, I would think, so, would, would add to your pot with revenue distribution it, also. I agree. This is, this is weird to me in that they're trying to find a way to tell everyone you all have this opportunity to make this money even though it's these seven that are the loudest about it that want the want so, more money, but we're going to appease the lower-rung programs and brands by telling you if you do all these things these teams do, if you're Wake Forest and you get to a New Year's Six game, well, you can make the bonus so also. Let's talk Duke for a moment because you're right. They're not one of the seven. The seven that are included in this, according to and the stories at OutKick, Clemson, Florida State, Miami, UNC, NC State, Virginia, and Virginia Tech. The fact, uh, if, if we're watching college hoops from January until March on ESPN, odds are we're watching Duke. How is Duke not a part of this? How is NC State on this list and Duke's not, if you're the ACC? This is the hurdle that now becomes the talking point. Because in the ACC, basketball does matter. So much so that Greg Sankey, who could run the NCAA blindfolded, wanted the entire conference to put more effort into basketball and demanded it at a spring meeting, what, six, seven, eight years ago now. And guess what? The SEC is tons better at basketball. When they were only getting three teams in, now they get seven or eight. The fact that Duke is not on this list, and no, I don't think about Duke football, but the brand itself, they don't qualify for the extra $10 million. You see where I'm coming from well, on this? No, they, it, but they, according to this, they kind of do because they're going to put they, the NCAA tournament in also. But it's about these schools. Clemson, Florida State, Miami, UNC, NC State, Virginia, and Virginia. Like, it, it's going to be referenced as the seven programs. For what? I, I don't understand it. Well, so, example. NC State, one of these... The quiet seven, right, yes. in the ACC. Yep. If they present this model to me, I'm thinking, well, <laughs> what New Year six games have we been playing in? Thank you. We're not getting any money. This isn't about winning on the field. <laughs> this is about alumni base. It's about eyeballs. It's about money. It's about where we're going to be of value. It's Brand. about market size. It's about where we're located. It's geography. It's all of these factors that all these other programs that we are silently against in our conference, they can't just create on their own out of nowhere, out of thin air. So this is a very, this is a meritocracy is that we're talking about here. That's great. That means all the ACC schools are eligible for this bonus and pay if they do some things athletically and win on the field or the court and advance in their sports. But how this, we don't have the full details because they don't have it yet, but how an awards-based system based on performance on the field truly helps the main issue, which is there are seven programs saying we can bolt at a moment's notice if you don't give us more money. It doesn't. And if I'm the seven, I'm telling the ACC, no, that's not how it's going to work. You're going to give me more money because I'm North Carolina. I don't have to make an NCAA term for the next five years. 
I don't want well, to make a bowl game for the next five years. Give me more because the SEC wants us. So, so That's what in, they're trying to do. Going to their spring meeting, though. This is very odd to me. Florida State, Miami, and Clemson. After those three, who do you think of in the ACC? I think of Duke and North Carolina. Yeah, you think of... Uh, First How off, is Duke not on this list? If you say ACC, Hutton, honestly, I immediately think two Duke schools. And North Carolina. Duke, Carolina. Yes. Uh, just word association, now, ACC, go. Football what percentage runs, of America would say Duke, Carolina? What NC State, Virginia Tech. I mean, when I think of Virginia Tech, I think of Michael Vick. <laughs> I mean, it's been that long. I think of ugly colors. Immediately. Virginia's on this list. Virginia doesn't come to mind, period. Yeah. I mean, Clemson is set to make a lot of money because they're they're a recent national champion. I don't think Clemson is either in a a playoff or a New Year's Six game almost every year. Every year. So I look at them in circle and say, yeah, under Dabo Sweeney, Clemson is saying, we're going to roll in some more money because that's going to generate a lot of money for our school. That's great for Clemson. Florida State regularly making a playoff or a New Year's Six game? No. I, Any of these other schools? I no. want a 30 for 30 on how Duke was not included in this. There's a story there. If Coach K was there, they're included. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. If you're just going by brands, you think of Duke and Carolina. Chad, you're absolutely right. So, But, but you're going by the sport. In, in football, I, I agree. It's Clemson, Florida State, Miami. But after that, if you're just drafting programs, I'm drafting Duke and Carolina before anyone else on this list. Well, so what's hilarious about all this? So this is... They got this done in a a month and a half. So Duke President Vince Price is the chair of the board of directors for the ACC. All right. right, Here's his quote. Get get ready for this. (laughs) The ACC board of directors continues to be committed to exploring all potential opportunities that will result in additional revenues and resources for the conference. Today's decision provides a path to reward athletic success while also distributing additional revenue to the full membership. This is from Trey Wallace's piece at Outkick.com right now. There is a chance, now this is just part of the story, there's a chance that schools who succeed in the postseason by making the playoffs could receive up to $10 million in additional revenue. This would certainly help some teams in the conference who feel as if they've been shorted over the last few years while other schools make money off their success. Well, what happens when all of a sudden Clemson hits a rough patch and can't make a playoff or a New Year's Six game, and some of the other schools that aren't in the seven start winning and make a 12-team playoff all of a sudden, or make an NCAA tournament run out of nowhere, and all of the schools that are currently bitching about revenue are left out while the other schools are making money in the conference, while Pittsburgh I, and Louisville start to go on runs and get really good and yes. start making the money. Syracuse, what yes. happens when all of this this goes down? This this makes no sense based when on I what those this, seven schools are saying. So in, in theory, I believe that the conferences consult the networks, right? This tells me they didn't consult ESPN. ESPN owns the rights for the ACC through 2036. And you better believe that Duke is going to be a part of any press release. And they're not, they're not mentioned. Well, other than their president being the chair of the board of directors. But, but you understand quote. what I'm saying. Like they're, they're in, the, in the seven programs that are going to be listed, yeah, Duke I, is not listed. But here's, and ESPN would have them first based on eyeballs. 
Yeah, no, I, I agree with you, but it's also Duke that's not raising the fuss over it. But when I read this whole new plan, I think Duke is one of the ones who raised their hand and said, that's great, you guys want more money. Let's do it where everyone's got a chance the money because we want to be included in that okay. also. Because now it's just not those seven. But it's also, if you're one of the seven, this is not a solution at all. But how can you... I'm saying no deal if I'm one of the seven. But you understand what I'm saying. I, I don't understand how Virginia Tech or NC State can raise their hand and, and complain about it. But Duke didn't? About the revenue not being fair? The quiet seven? So... I thought it was three. But... Uh, there's all this debate about. I don't. I don't disagree with the three. Well, here's here's the other part of this. So just fundamentally, when you sign a contract, there's a thing of: Are you getting paid for your past performance or your, or your future. future performance? Right. Is your contract that you sign a reward for work already done, whether it be in sports or whatever your profession is, right. or what we think you're going to produce in the future? Are you that, Anthony Richardson, or are you, you know, what, insert veteran? What here. are the quiet seven arguing? <laughs> We have kept this conference afloat for far too long. We are the ones driving the revenue. No, they haven't. Now give it to us, and then we'll do that. I agree with you. Duke should be a part of this before Virginia, Virginia Tech, and all them. But I'm saying, I'm just giving you their argument. I know. I know. We're, we're the ones that are valuable. Carolina is on this, and they should Every be. Every single school has a rating and a meter where they can see how many eyeballs watch their football games their basketball games, everything else. They have collectively said we're the ones to varying degrees of success mm -hmm. that are bringing in eyeballs that help the brand that make the money. And the ACC's response to that is, hey, great, we appreciate your hard work. Good job. <laughs> we're now going to open this up to everyone. Let's make and it fair. everything, Clemson, all that you've done in the past by winning national titles in football and making playoffs and going to a New Year's Six game every year, none of that matters. You don't get money moving forward for that. Yeah. You just got to keep doing it now from here into eternity, and then we'll pay you more. That's not what these seven schools are arguing for. So I don't know how this really appeases anyone. I guess it's great if you're one of those bottom schools that didn't complain about being in the ACC and about the money, and you get to say, well, but if you did, that's great. If we win, we'll make more money. But either way, you're caught in this 2036 right of uh, the grants rights with ESPN. And I, I mean, where where is NC State on the list of ESPN importance for any program or Virginia Tech? Carolina and Duke are high on that list. If you're just talking football, I think Carolina and football it, even is uh, desirable. I don't think Duke is. Well, basketball but, wise, they are. But but so if ESPN had the tournament, it would mean it would mean more for Duke and Carolina. Well, but CBS ES, has ESPN also carries how many Duke basketball games over the course of the year? I know, but they don't own the tournament. It, they own the it, ACC it's, football. It's a weird deal. And the regular season basketball. It's a weird thing because it's like, it's not, these seven schools aren't arguing we're the best in everything. We always win in everything. <laughs> They're arguing, we think most like the SEC. But Duke doesn't have to argue. Because we want to be the best and we want to make it, the most money. And these other schools don't really want to be the best. They just want to exist. We want to do more than exist. That's what these seven schools are arguing. I don't know Yet, how they get involved the in the conference. The standard bearer of excellence in the conference may very well be Duke basketball. And they're not one of the ones arguing for more money. I, mean, I know Virginia won a title. They also lost to a 16 seed. Like, but let's all... Let, how does NC State, Virginia, and Virginia Tech raise their hand and act like they're relevant and Duke doesn't? I mean, it's 
Carolina did, and Duke didn't. If we want to just look at relevance in, in the top the two sports. Seven. It sounds like a Tarantino film. Yeah, the Hateful Eight followed by the Quiet. The Quiet Seven <laughs> preceded the Hateful Eight. It was a lesser-known sequel, but it, it wasn't, quite as, wasn't quite as bloody as the Hateful Eight. This is more of a, violent, a, a non-violent coup. That's taking place. I, I, but this, let's our this, word, this word does association not move again. The needle for me. ACC football. What do you think? Right now, I think Clemson, Florida State, Miami. Yes, and I, I agree with why. And if, they, I, and if you just say ACC in general, though, I think basketball conference, yes. and I immediately think North Carolina and Duke. Yes. So those five. I'm not thinking Virginia, Virginia Tech, NC State. No, they're they're not at the top of the list of anything. No. Virginia Tech would be very, like, I, I would pursue them if I'm building a conference based on market and, you know, the, the, the small market versus what you can reach where they're located. But I'm not thinking about them for any specific program, regardless of sport. And they're on the, they're mentioned, and Duke's not. It's, it's bizarre. Davey Hudson's a huge Duke fan. You agree or disagree? I, well, I've been sitting back here listening to what you guys have been saying and just trying to process everything. And, and the big takeaway I have is I, I think that they needed eight schools to break that grant of rights. And if I'm Duke in this situation, I, it's like what you said. Whenever I think ACC, I'm thinking Duke. So if you're Duke here and you don't go with them, you got everybody else in your corner. And also, why would Duke want to lose? leave the ACC. I don't really see another place that would be good for them to go just because of how much of a key football is and we know it is a basketball school. So, but even so, I also think that Duke, money drives everything and I, I, yes, but I I will also say this. There are schools that actually care about the school. And Duke's one of those schools. Like Duke is one that would actually tout themselves as different than the SEC but or you different than other schools. That's, no, these schools, UNC an, is a school that's saying they can do both. Let's also keep in mind that UNC had fake classes for basketball players for years and years. But you can do both. So they operate like an SEC program in some ways. But, but you can do both. Sorry, SEC. That, like Vanderbilt has touted their academic excellence, and they don't do both. Duke does it. And I don't uh, – David Cutcliffe was there, and he's doing things that, that we haven't seen at Duke. Point being, it's not all about football – in, in regards to the importance of the brand. And when I hear this sep, the group of sep, NC State, Virginia, Virginia Tech are listed. They're going to be talked about. And Duke is not a part of this group. I think, though, that there's a difference between, you know, Vanderbilt, another, you brought up Vandy as an example. There's a difference between we're academically, we're high minded academically, where it's very important to us, small private school. Yes. We'll gladly take the money and be in this conference. Um, Vanderbilt is of the principles that, you know, we're academics first, yada, yada, yada. But also, we're never going to leave the SEC, even if we're bad in everything or most things, because we want that check. Duke, on the other hand, I think their whole platform is academics first, great school, integrity, all of that. We care about winning. We care about sports. But we're not going to be one of these money or nothing, upward mobility, move out of this conference. We're going to threaten to leave because we're not the SEC and the Big Ten type school also. To Davey's point, I think they're perfectly happy to stay put, and they're showing the ACC that. They can, they can stay put, but the importance of the brand is way above. Like, I, I'm just thinking to myself, if I'm with Duke, I'm wearing the Duke T-shirt right now, and we're in a meeting a month and a half ago, or weeks ago, three weeks ago, 
at the ACC meetings, and I see NC State, Virginia, Virginia Tech speak up, I'm telling them to sit down. They come down here with me. You understand? In fact, what? I'll go up there and you come like, sit here. How is that possible? Yeah. That's my only thing. Well, there's so, certain Duke, programs that when they speak, you just have to shut up and listen. If you're in these conferences, if you're in the Big Ten, it's Ohio State and Michigan. Yes. Up at the podium. Okay. This History. Is Mis- it's winning, like Missouri. Missouri stepping brand. up in an SEC yeah. meeting and saying something. Right. Pipe down. That, because that's what, and by the way, they won't say anything. But Virginia Tech and it is, it NC is State odd. does. But even that aside, Duke should be a part of it. It's amazing to me that what these seven schools want is not what they're getting at all in this plan. Not at all. Well, in football, they will. In a, in a, in a playoff, an expanded Clemson playoff. Will. Well, but an expanded playoff. What is postseason? You're right. We don't know the details. Postseason now, success. Now, Florida State Miami could say, we'll be in a New Year's Six game. We may not, you know, we'll make good bowl games, so we'll make money off that. Sure. But I buy that. Can you not be uh, South Carolina, though, and run your way through and get into a like LSU played the for the SEC title they would not have been in the in the playoffs. The problem with what they're arguing is if a South Carolina goes on a nice run in a season and wins that money, that is self-defeating what they're arguing, which is we have been the brand holders and keepers well, for okay. years. We deserve to be rewarded for that. So it, it, there's really no difference. It's just a bonus. It's like a fight night bonus. Yeah. Dana Anyone White, can win it. Dana White's handing these up. Jim Phillips is Dana White at the podium after a, a pay-per-view. Lowly Georgia Tech could go on a nice run next year and win more money than, than North Carolina or Wake, Florida State. Wake Forest. Wake Forest is going to take all of Clemson's money. Tim Duncan's son. I mean, but isn't that sort of comical <laughs> that we have the silent seven but, stepping so, up doing this and then all the other programs start winning their money? But So by 2036, what does the NCAA tournament look like? How many teams are in the NCAA tournament in 2036? How many ten million dollar bonuses are being handed Probably out? Probably nine in the ACC. But it's not going to be ten million dollars just for making. It's up to ten million dollars based on. I, I mean, I think to make the ten million dollars based on this, you'd have to be Clemson and make a national championship <laughs> game and go to the Sweet Sixteen and go to a College <laughs> World Series. Then you make ten million. Is but it's easier to make the ten million in football. You're not making right? ten million extra by making the tournament. It's easier to make the ten million in football. I would think so. That would be the case. But Virginia and NC State raised their hand. That's my point. <laughs> I don't get it. Virginia and, and NC, there's nothing about winning no. when NC State, Virginia, and even Virginia Tech raised their hands. <laughs> it's about we are desirable. We are the hot girl at the bar, and we have people hitting on us, and these other you know cronies of yours, they don't. They're not the hot girl. No though. one's hitting on Pittsburgh. No one's hitting on Louisville right now. They're hitting on us. They're hitting on us. I don't know if they are or not, but that's their argument. That's what they're trying to uh, say. It's not the hot girl at the bar. The hot girl at the bar is going home with Florida State, Clemson, or Miami. And Coral Vir- Gables Virginia, is Virginia Tech, way. and NC State. They, someone's taking one for the team. <laughs> I mean, that's what it is. And, and, and how it's not relevant to anyone in that, in that room as this story breaks is Beyond me. I'm smiling, thinking about the possibility of Syracuse, <laughs> Pittsburgh, Wake Forest, these lowly ACC teams, Louisville, beating them in championship games and, and thanking the other athletic director and saying, thank you for standing up 
and coming up with that system where we get more money for winning because our win over you just netted us $3 million that you will now not get after you fought for all of us. We, we thank you so much. Davey, final thought here. You're a Duke fan. Carolina is mentioned as one of the quiet seven. Do you think Duke should be on this list? Honestly, no. And I think it just really goes back to football, even though a lot of those other schools that are on the list don't deserve to be on Thank it. You. That, but it's not just about football, though. It's about having a voice. I don't that, want Duke to leave I, the I ACC. Don't under, I don't want the ACC to go under. And if, if I'm running, if I'm Jim Phillips, I'm making sure Duke is on board with everything. That's my point. It's, it, it's the brands. It's not the program. It's the brands. I don't also see that. That's why when the Duke president is saying these statements about this plan, this is not the plan that those seven wanted. This is a plan that benefits Duke that ultimately got laid out there. Why? Because I could never envision a world where Duke, the Duke president, okay. is going to sign off on a plan that says, yeah, we'll take $7 million less than Carolina every year for no other reason than Carolina bitched about not getting more money or not being close to the SEC. They'll never sign off on that. So maybe Duke did wield I, some power here in the end. Perception's reality to me, and mostly anything. And it's just weird to see Carolina listed and Duke not in the, in the ACC. Uh, Trey will have more with us uh, tomorrow on this as we deep dive further in what actually is bonus and what's not. When we come back, John Morant, back in the headlines, plus gambling in college baseball. And uh, we've got a new program that's discussed with Cincinnati. That's next on the Hot Mic. What's up, everyone? It's Nick Wright, and I got something exciting to talk to you about today. Angie, your ultimate destination for getting all your jobs done well. Now, Angie isn't just your average home services marketplace. It's a game changer with over 150 million homeowners served and a network of over 200,000 skilled pros. Angie has experience and expertise to tackle any project with ease. Whether you're looking to spruce up your backyard or undergo a major home renovation, Angie's got your back. And their pros are locally based, often running small businesses right in your community. And here's the best part. Angie makes the process seamless. From researching and comparing pros to scheduling services at your convenience, Angie's user-friendly platform puts you in control. So why settle for anything less than perfection when it comes to your home? With Angie, you can trust every project will be completed with the utmost care and professionalism. So get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today to discover why homeowners across the nation are turning to Angie to get all their jobs done well. Hunter Withrow with you. Hot Mike across Conversation the carried network. over into the break. Yeah, brands in the ACC. I, I love. Wa- uh, I want you, the ACC. People to stay. play fantasy football. I love playing fantasy uh, Power Five conference. And just oh, you're yeah. the commissioner here. Who are you inviting? Who are you going after first? <laughs> I'm here to tell you too. The all the I'm an I'm an SEC guy. I went to an SEC school, but all the SEC dominates. They're always going to dominate, and their brands are strong. 
I, I don't buy that if the Big Ten continues on this path. If they lock up the West Coast are, and add, well, on. add Oregon and Washington. I, are you saying that based on the $100 million per year contract that is only look, a I don't, memorandum I don't, of understanding? I don't think it's going to equal 100 once they have to pay back what they promised that they now have to pay back to other networks. But it's still a mammoth deal. Oh, I, And they've got agreed. a lot of networks. The, there are the, two mammoth There deals. is a debate to be had between the SEC approach of we're going to make millions off one conference, mm-hmm. or sorry, one network, ESPN, versus Big Ten saying we're going to make millions and spread the wealth across multiple networks. All I'm saying is there's a war that's happening, and the war is between the ACC, Pac-12, Big 12 for relevance and to stay alive and survive, and the other one is between the Big Ten and the SEC. And it's not, it's not some no-brainer between those two moving forward. It's going to be fun to follow. Story right now from uh, Grayson Weir, Outkick.com. University of Cincinnati, they fired two of their baseball staffers amid an investigation that could involve gambling. My guess is it, it does because Cincinnati hasn't denied it. They also haven't confirmed it. They have not denied it. But the NCAA is looking into Cincinnati athletics uh, and an internal review that Cincy did on their own of potential infractions involving the baseball program. Chad, the easy culprit right now in sports betting is college baseball because it's not like MLB where I can get on the app right here on my phone and get not just the money line, but I can bet on who's going to win the inning, how many strikeouts. That's not how college baseball betting works. You bet the money line or you don't, and that's pretty much it across the board. So when you come across the, the table with all the chips in the middle, it's a red flag. This is going on in every sport, and college baseball is going to take the fall for it. I, I, because, and the only reason I say it's, it's college baseball is taking the fall because it's easy to figure out where the red flags are based on the betting that happens. In college football, in college basketball, you can bet however much you want because it's not going to, there's no flag on a million dollar. Mattress Mac isn't betting on college b- baseball. He's putting money on the tournament. He's put, point being, baseball is going to be used as the example. And I'm here to tell you it's going on in the major sports as well. I wonder Rampant. how many Rampant. more scandals, though, we need to reach because we've got Alabama. Iowa, Iowa State, now Cincinnati. There's going to be more. How many more do we need to reach before we say, you know, college baseball's got a bit of an integrity issue. We haven't had the full-on... The NCAA does. For sure. But we haven't had the full-on we're throwing games scandal yet that I've seen from these coaches. Right. But we don't really know the extent of this internal investigation by Cincinnati where two assistant coaches got fired. They could just be betting on games. But when you're betting against your own team, because obviously you have the inside info that we're yes. starting a bad lineup this week, or our start, our, our Friday night pitcher no, but is out even, and no one knows it. Not betting against your own team. You're telling, giving, someone. You're telling someone to bet. I, I just – this is the problem, and I'm not a college baseball fan for a lot of reasons. Same. But this is a big one. This is the problem with a low-rent minor league sport. It's easy to infect. There's not a ton of knowledge about it. 
It's very insulated. The fan base, while growing, is not enormous. And when you bet on these things, I, I don't consider myself someone to have a gambling problem. But for fun, sometimes I'll go on FanDuel and bet on Colombian basketball <laughs> if it's being played live. I'll put on a Colombia basketball game and watch it live and put it on top of a parlay. We bet on cricket. And once. I'll pick the team that's up eight points that is somehow plus 210. <laughs> and they're up eight with four minutes left. Why are they at plus 210? Up eight with four minutes left? Probably because Columbia basketball is not that big of a deal, and even the sports books have a hard time keeping up with it and catching up with it, and I'm betting $3 on it or whatever. It's not a big deal, right? But it's minor league. It's low rent, just like college baseball. I have seen seasoned gamblers that wager on sports constantly point out the fact that college baseball can be had, early in the season especially. They do not get the lines close to right. It's the most off when it comes to Vegas and what happens in games. Now that we're seeing actual college coaches and players take the fall in this, to me it's a matter of time and a matter of more programs being involved before we say college baseball has a gambling issue. But if you're fixing it, so I'm really torn on this. Because if, if college baseball doesn't move the needle, and I'm not one to get on, I'm not betting college baseball, okay? Same as you. The coaches clearly know who's pitching and who's not, right? So the, there's an assistant baseball coach at Cincinnati and a director of baseball operations who have been fired. Alabama's baseball coach, fired. There, there are no indications that these two at Cincinnati bet against or for or, or, or bet on college baseball at all. They're relaying information. Um, Have you put together yet the connection with Cincinnati and Alabama in this? No. Alabama's oh. head coach was calling a guy uh, at in, Great in, American Ballpark to place so, bets. So okay. you wonder if they got info on other people either being sent there that weren't doing it online, that but were Iowa placing and it in-house. But State are also involved. True, but I'm saying just with Alabama and Cincinnati, so, I wonder if they're also going to the ballpark to place bets to not have the digital trail of doing it online, and they're catching wind of that. And, and you're right to point this out because what, what the red flag on Bama, most apps you can bet up to $500. It's capped on college baseball. If you go to a, a, if you go to a window, you can pay cash and you can pay and, and bet more than $500, which is what happened in the case with Bama, apparently. So you're right. I, it's probably what happened in this well, case. And what immediately happens if it's with, tied back to this. with the sports book at Great American Ballpark where the Reds play is when this scandal breaks and there's a, a, an unusual amount of money that's placed on a winning bet with baseball and you come to find out that the Alabama head baseball coach had a part in it, they're going to start investigating every unusual bet involving a team I, multiple times, but and they probably tied it back to Cincinnati baseball somehow. I, I, here's why I'm torn on it. This is going on in basketball and football. This is happening. And personally, I know it's happening. Like, not, I don't know. I can't uh, confirm it. But Name like, names. No, I, I'm <laughs> kidding. I'm not to a point. Like, I'm, I'm just saying, like, deep down, I know it's, if it's happening in college baseball, it's happening everywhere. So are we just going to crucify those who are giving information on college baseball pitching, but we're not, oh, 
everything's on the up and up because nothing's been reported on football or bat. Give me a break. This is happening at a much steeper level. I'm not that naive. And so I'm... I'm, but has, I mean, are, I'm you, has, are you saying like college football coaches are so making money kickbacks Jack, to people for I'm, doing it or they're giving their buddy a Let a me tip. tell you who was fired at Cincinnati. The assistant baseball coach and the director of baseball operations. Am I telling you the director of football operations at, at naming the university is likely to tell someone who's playing? Who's, yes. Well, it's but there's, a, there's a very difference between big difference between and there are no injury reports in college. No, football. but but hear me out. There's a big difference between calling your buddy and saying, "Hey, our Friday night starter isn't here. You might want to place a bet on the other team." Not just that he didn't get on the plane on the road trip. Yeah, telling someone that and then making money off of it. If you're saying that college football director of operations, it's not about are saying place two grand on this. I'm going to make 1500 of it because but they're not making a I lot. I haven't seen the story that's, where... That's I, what's illegal. I haven't seen the story where the Bama coach got paid based on the information I haven't he seen the story where he ha- wasn't paid either. We don't that's have the details point. on that. That's my point, But though. I assume he was paid. That's I'm part of this whole thing. I'm assuming if you're uh, friends with somebody and they give you information and it's a windfall, that you're getting paid. I'm, I'm not... not it, this is not a college baseball specific I think college baseball because the nature of the sport being minor league is is more susceptible to this do I think it it doesn't happen in other sports no it happens in other sports it's a lot I think the nature of college baseball and the fact that hardcore gamblers tell me this all the time if you know college baseball you can make a fortune because Vegas hasn't caught up to the sport with certain things that go on which is why they cap it yeah and the other sports that are uncapped. But not at Great American Ballpark. Uncapped. I, I, I'm just not that dumb to believe that it's not going on at a bigger level where it's not flagged because it's college football and, and college basketball. Where it's, oh, Mattress Mac bet a million dollars. Cool. It's a headline. If he wins, Great. If he loses, you get free furniture. Ha, ha, ha. Like, well, if, but if in college Ma- baseball, you're fired. Yeah, but if Mattress Mac was taking his winnings and giving it to his informants that are within college programs, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm then using, that's illegal. Those guys I, should be fired I'm, for doing I, that. I'm not, I'm not trying to insert him into illegal whatever. Yeah, the, look, the, if, the, if, the guys if, who are making the bets are not prosecuted one bit. It's not insider trading. This is not the stock market. No. It's not illegal to get information and then use it in sports to bet your money on. It's not. So the guy who took the bet from the Bama coach is not under any like legal uh, jurisdiction on that. But it is a fireable offense if you're the Bama coach or giving information and taking kickbacks from the guy. after he. I don't he know that it. he took kickbacks. That's my point. I think him getting fired shows us that he did. The, no, the fact that he relayed information is why he got fired. And, and, and that's my point on the bigger sports where everyone feels like it's on the up and up. It's like NIL. Um, all of a sudden, the player's getting paid. It's like, oh, this is awful for college football. Awful, the transfer portal. I, I know of a high school coach who became a college coach who admitted at the podium at an introductory press conference don't ask me about recruiting because I've been recruiting for years. Like this goes on at a, at a major. This is happening at every at every level, and it's not. I'm not trying to point fingers. The NCAA, the NFL, everyone, they're all making money, 
And as soon as things come out, they want, you, they want us to believe that they're on the up and up, that they're going to fire the director of baseball operations at Cincinnati while taking in the money from FanDuel. That's well, my point. If, well, if you're going to say you're not naive enough to think that it's not going on other sports, I'm, I agree with that. I'm not naive enough to think that Brad Bohannon was not receiving some cash from the guy he was giving information to. And they, they, the fact that he's calling a guy that he knew was in Cincinnati that wasn't doing it with a digital right. thing on his phone that was going to a window, he was taking kickbacks. I do think there's I, a big difference between I'm director of football operations at ex-SEC school. Jonathan Hutton's my good buddy. He calls me. He's like, what do you feel? And I'm thinking I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to place the bet on this team this week. And I say, I'd go ahead and just go ahead and lay your money on that, on what you were thinking. And I tell him that before a game and him, him winning it and me getting no- nothing versus me calling buddy Jonathan Hutton and saying, it's, hey, you're in Cincinnati, right? Go place this bet for two grand at the window and we'll split the winnings together. To me, those are two very different things. Well, but here, here's where we agree. It's because it's baseball. It's because in most apps, you can only bet up to $500 online. And at the window, you can place more. And point being, you can bet whatever you want to on the other sports that I'm referring to, and it's not going to be flagged online. That's my overall point. Yeah, I do think you're right, but if you win enough, you're getting flagged. Now, that doesn't mean you've done anything wrong. You could just be good at gambling and placed a big bet and won. But everything that's abnormally large that someone's going to win, they're going to look at at least. Especially when if you consistently bet on one team involved in games and you're winning a ton of money, even those, even your phone with your FanDuel or DraftKings or whatever app, they're going to look into it. Lose enough, but then win big. Unfortunately that, for me, I'm not winning enough win. to ever get flagged. Yeah, so I'll never I, be I don't involved have this, in this. Dylan I don't Taylor, have this Dylan maybe on his parlays. But. I, I'm thrilled that I just went from $7 in my account to $42 <laughs> in back-to-back nights because I bet on the Dodgers over the Braves to win on the money line. And I did it again today, too, for the clean sweep. John Morant back in the headlines. We discuss it next on Hot Mike. Sixth and Peabody, our location. Yeehaw Beer and Old Smoky Moonshine located right here. We're located on YouTube. You can subscribe to the OutKick channel there. Just search out OutKick. We hope you'll like and subscribe and share with your friends all of the, uh, the great shows that are airing here daily and on demand. Plus, the podcasts available at OutKick.com. We hope you'll uh, download the audio wherever you choose to subscribe to your podcast. Hutton, tell everyone uh, how you just described the movie There Will Be Blood, the 2007 Paul Thomas Anderson classic. I am notorious for watching things years later than when they... Oh, me too. There's a lot of classics I've never seen. Even shows, though. Yeah. I'm quicker with some classic shows. I watched There Will Be Blood for the first time over the weekend, and I'm here to say it's the most boring yet entertaining movie I've ever seen I I felt like there was there's tons of dialogue but I I, when it ended I'm like I didn't 
really notice the dialogue. That was I, more I about think, the acting. I think this could have been the New York Times review of uh, this movie. I mean, it really does Do sum agree? it up well. With Daniel Day I Lewis? find myself to be incredibly bored, yet also very entertained. I tried to start watching it again like two years ago. I watched it when it came out in theaters, and then I watched it again two years ago, and I found myself mesmerized by the first 10 to 20 minutes where it's just him. Yes. It's just Daniel Day-Lewis by himself trying to strike oil in California back at the turn of the century. So, and that, that's what really drew me in. But, yeah, it's a, it's a wild movie. Just real quick. But um, wild yet boring movie. Boring but entertaining. It's weird. Like, you, you'll – it it's took one me of two those nights to so, get through it. You can do something that's so – But I went back so, to it. I, no, I normally don't go back to something if I think it's awful. If it's – I went back to it. If it's beautiful and well-produced and well-acted, it can be entertaining without being a thrill a minute. Type movie, and that's what that is. Everyone points to Lincoln whenever you think of Daniel Day Lewis. I think of Gangs of New York. This is more Gangs of New York, Daniel Day Lewis. I me. think of My Left Foot when I think of Daniel Day Lewis. I haven't seen it. I'll see it in ten, uh, I think, maybe 10 I years from now. I think Phantom Thread, it. another one that he did with Paul Thomas Anderson. I'll see that in 17 years from now. I'll, I'll review it for you, Chad. That's where I learned about hey. Munchausen by proxy syndrome. <laughs> Look it up, kids. It's disturbing. Um, I find what John ja Morant put on Instagram, on social media, disturbing. It's a cry for help. He doesn't want to be the superstar. Uh, I, I, I said this a couple of weeks ago, Chad. I, I hope it's more than just a suspension for him. Meaning, I hope people around him, and it, even if it's not the people around him, I hope if, if, if it's the league, I hope it's mandatory. It's not some drive-through therapy for him. Suicide is the second leading cause of death for teenagers it's also the second leading cause of death for people 20 to 34 years old it's not like i don't think john morant's a thug i really don't you think I, it's a, a maybe a mental issue I, no not even that i just think he's I, he's in the middle of something that he doesn't want to be in and he's posting thanks mom and dad bye and you're doing a welfare check in memphis like it's more than a headline. It's a red flag. And I hope we treat it that way, personally. It's serious. Yeah. We'll talk more about it tomorrow. No doubt. Join us 3 o'clock Eastern right here for Hot Mike.